Hello, how are you? Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I shouldn't start with goddamn. I was just at a church. I was at a church for Christ's sake. I was at some kind of, I don't know what it was, some kind of Anglican church for the transgender. Not sure what it's called. Transcendental Meditation of Jesus H. Christ. Anyway, I was there because it was a drop-in center for the child. I haven't completely changed my worldview. My atheist worldview has not been just turned on its head. I'm just saying, maybe I should lay off the goddamns. If I'm showing up at churches using their facilities, shouldn't I at least respect some of their rules and customs. No, go fuck yourselves. You're the one that opened your doors to me and my demon child. We're just walking in. And then we're walking out and we're making fun of you. And then we're going to say swear words, even though we're not making fun of you. They're actually really nice. They were really nice people. But they were, they were the type of religious people that, I don't know, I have no real problem with, you know. First of all, they were ladies. Because, I don't know, you get those religious dudes... Like, especially if it's anything involving kids, you just don't want guys there. You really, and that's why I'm going to, I'm going to lay off the ladies a little bit. You know, lately I've been uh, bitching at the moms because I'm a stay at home dad, more or less. I am a comedian, but I take care of the kid in the daytime. So I'm technically a stay at home. I have two careers. I have two careers, guys. I'm a full-time dad and a full-time comedian. How does he do it? All the hours in the day. How does this guy do? Because I'm a, I'm special. I'm a special type of man. And the ladies at the at the church, they were just, they were nice. Like I said, you don't want the dudes with their creepy some paku eyes, you know, where you get the white under the uh, under the iris. Apparently, that's a way you can tell if somebody's a sociopath. As if they, you can see the whites of their eyes under their um, iris. I think that's what it's called, right? The colored part is the iris. As if you guys can answer me right now. That's what I think it is. But you know what I'm talking about. That's, that's one of the ways, apparently, you can tell. So if you can see under somebody's eye, under the colored part of their eye, then uh, watch out for that person. They are going to stab you in the ribs. But the ladies, they were just that, you know, type of bouncy, young people full of... I just like helping the world. We set this daycare thing up just on Fridays, just, you know, to help out the community. And we provide snacks and coffees and, and free toys for the kids. I was like, okay, that's very nice of you. I'm sure they're helping out the poor. And I think that's, that's part of the reason that people are drawn to churches. Not part of the reason. It's the main thing, I think. And certainly... Certainly one of the good points about people who are involved in all that religious nonsense is the community. You know, as an individual, here I am, just some angry agnostic sitting around my apartment, you know, with a baby and going, ah, I guess I got to entertain this fucking kid. Let's, let's just leave the house. And then you go somewhere and it's all warm and inviting and there's a bunch of people around and they have facilities and they have, you know, programs. And and then they probably get together and build houses for people who've been in floods and shit, you know, which is all that's good. 
And that's what, that's what, I think that was the original purpose. That's my theory. The original purpose of all this religious shit is just to have a place that where people could, you know, come together and go, hey, we all get together on Sunday and we hold raffles and bake sales and, and we help each other's businesses out and, oh, hey, you starving? Here's a potato. You know? I think that's the what, what and now, but it morphed into what? You don't like my God? Well, fuck you. I'm going to blow you up. Or I'm going to throw some, some people to the lions. You know? Or gay people shouldn't have the right to vote. I don't know, even though this church I went to, that you Anglican Center for the Transvestites, they are big. They're big on, uh, on the gays. There's a little rainbow flag on their, um, on their sign out front. What is it? Is it trans- the Anglican Church of the Transcendental? I think that's really what it is. Anyway, I'll ask my wife. She knows. And I'll, who gives a shit? I was about to say, I'll tell you next podcast. Who gives a flying fuck? Right? I'll bring it up again, maybe, if, if we go back. We're probably going to go back next Friday. Who knows? I'm really, I really took to those people. Maybe they'll change my mind. Maybe I'll start thinking there's some kind of Shangri-La when you die. And I'll be like, oh, it's great. You get to see your grandparents and play pool with Jimi Hendrix in the sky. It's going to be awesome. That's a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Maybe, maybe I'll take it. You know, I'll have some, I'll have some Tim Hortons Timbits. I'll sip their coffee. My son, he will, he will fraternize with the, with the little religious kids. Maybe it'll be a whole new life. I'll stop doing stand-up, you know. I'll start going door-to-door, saying, Have you heard the word of the Lord? Praise be to him. Now, speaking of the gays, I got two things to say about the gays. Number one, our gay neighbors don't seem to like us. And uh, I don't know what it is. It's just one of them. One of them, really. He pretends he doesn't see us. You know, we're standing, we're standing next to each other waiting for the elevator. You can't pretend you don't see me. That's impossible. He just, he doesn't want to talk to us. And so my wife thought it was me, of course, and I don't blame her. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm sure he just doesn't want to talk to me. So then she was alone with the guy waiting at the elevator, and she tried to strike up a conversation. A strike, a strike up a conversation. She tried to... She tried to strike up a conversation with him, and uh, he gave her a cold shoulder. And she was like, wow, they really don't like us. Maybe it's because we have a baby, and the baby makes too much noise. That's what Sarah was thinking. But uh, last weekend, they had a, a friend over, a couple. And this couple was a man and a woman and their baby. And their baby screamed the entire weekend, literally. From morning to night, just, it was unbelievable. So there's no way, and they say, and and they're fine, and you can hear their conversations in the hallway, and I listen, and you know, and the parents were apologizing every now and again for how their baby was insane, and they were like, oh, it doesn't matter, it's no big deal, right? So they don't hate us on account of our baby, if they can tolerate a full weekend of baby screaming, our baby once in a while who yells, I mean, so I figured maybe, and I thought at first, maybe Sarah's right. Maybe it is about the baby. But once they experience that, they'll say to us, oh, wow, we thought, you know, your baby was loud. But, oh, that baby, 
But no, they still won't talk to us. And I don't know, I gave them too much credit. I gave the gays too much credit. I just assumed because they were gay, they were great. And I'm a long time listening to the podcast. They know that I was thrilled that our neighbors were two gay dudes because I thought, you know, they're going to be friendly and progressive and just full of life, you know, throwing great parties. It just, it just, you know, maybe I could knock on the door and ask them, how do I redecorate the apartment? And they were like, oh, just do this, this, and this. And we're like, thanks so much, super gays. But no, sir. They don't have time for us. Maybe they're heterophobes. I don't know. I don't know. I like that term. I I just coined heterophobes. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Maybe they listened to my podcast, the one where I was raving about how great it was going to be, and they were like, oh, we'll fucking show you, buddy. It's not going to be great living next to us at all. We got no time for you. I don't know. Maybe they'll warm up. I'll, I'll guarantee you one thing, and that's not two things, as my mom was fond of saying, that um, they're definitely going to be friendly the next time I see them. So friendly, they'll ask me all about myself. They'll find out about this podcast, and they'll tune in. That's how my life goes. I literally... And I'm not going to tell you which one it was. I took down a podcast because I ranted and raved about somebody we met. And I said some things. And I, st- I still believe those things. I really dislike the people that the podcast was about. But those people are now sort of involved in our lives. And it's only a matter of time. Well, I, I know they were already listening to the podcast. So... My only, my only thought is that they didn't hear the one about themselves because they would definitely not talk to us at this, at this point. And I don't want to do that again. So if I do befriend these gay neighbors, the gabers, if I befriend them, they're just going to have to listen to this podcast and be okay with it because I'm not taking down another one. I stand. I stand by what I say. And they should know that they came across as unfriendly. They should know. Because perhaps they don't know. Perhaps they're like, oh, we're super friendly. And they don't realize, oh, no, we're fucking not. Anyway, not not everybody's going to like you guys. That's a lesson for you out there. You know, maybe these gay guys aren't nice people, but they're still teaching they're teaching me and Sarah that not everyone's going to take to us. Sure, Srini, my last neighbor, cool Indian guy and his family, sure, they, they took to us. You know, our 90-year-old Jewish lady across the hallway, Evelyn, she took to us. Oh, listen to this. Evelyn says that we need to toughen up our son. You know? We need to toughen them up, she said, because she experienced my son having a meltdown. Now, the reason I'm pausing right now, I'm hesitating because I think, did I say this last podcast? I don't think I did. So if I, if I said this last podcast, I apologize, but we're just, we're just going to bull on ahead. So Sam was being 
struck by a small Asian baby. And uh, not hard. She was just tapping his, his seatbelt. He was in his stroller. And uh, so Evelyn saw this happen, and she saw Sam explode into tears. Because Sam doesn't like babies in his space. You know, now, uh, perhaps I could have intervened faster, but it happened. It was only, it only, it was just a couple of seconds. You know, and I didn't want to, like, grab the little Asian baby and pull her away you know, with her mom standing right there. You know, I figured the mom would pull her away, and the mom did, but it was too late. It was too late. The damage was done. She was in Sam's face. And the only reason I say she's an Asian baby is because I'm trying to paint the picture that she's a, she was a delicate child. She was a small Asian female child. I'm not saying all Asians are delicate, but, you know, I'm... <laughs> You know, if anyone listened to this podcast, I'd get letters with this one. I'd get letters. But, hey, who gives a fuck, right? I'm not saying anything bad. Listen, here's, here's who I've mentioned. To recap, the gays love them. The Asians love them. The gay Asians, oh, the gay Asians. Jesus, do I love them. And the Jewish lady. Jews, oh, my God. Hey, one of my best buddies is Nick the Bodybuilder who is, of course, the Jewish John Wick. Because I don't think Keanu Reeves is uh, Jewish. And that's who Nick the Bodybuilder looks like. He looks like a jacked Jewish Keanu Reeves. Love the Jews! And the gay Jews. The gay Asian Jews? Holy Christ, they're my favorite people in the world. But anyway, this Jewish lady, Evelyn, she was saying to my wife, uh, well, you need to send him to a course or something, as if a 12-month-old is going to understand a course. She goes, because the world is a cruel place. It's a cruel, cold world. And I was thinking, Jesus, lady, fucking calm down. And then you realize she's a 90-year-old Jewish lady. She has seen some shit. She's literally 95 years old. You know, she knows she knows how cruel the world can be. Still, though, I don't think that... Anyway, I don't think that uh, raising him, trying to toughen him up at 12 months old, I'm pretty sure that that's not, that's not a good way to go about it. The world is cruel, Sam, so fucking toughen up. Now hit your father. Hit him. And the other thing I wanted to say about the gays, because let's just keep on trucking, was uh, the Apple announcement. And um, Tim Cook. Tim Cook came out. He announced uh, new two new phones. And Tim Cook, to me, just sounds like a gay Al Gore running Apple. Does he not? Today, we're going to announce a new iPhone. It is the greatest iPhone we've ever made. It's going to save the environment. We love the environment. Global warming, ladies and gentlemen. You know? Al Gore, remember when he was almost fucking president? And then they uh, just committed fraud, apparently, in Florida. And not only does, not, does that not go get George Bush put in jail, he becomes the president. 
for eight fucking years. And Al Gore, what does he do now? Run some kind of TV channel sponsored by an oil company? My God, the world has gone down the shitter. The only time I ever think of Al Gore anymore is when Tim Cook starts speaking. When he starts speaking, I remember Al Gore. I also remember Al Gore every time I watch that YouTube video where the cat screams, Al Gore! That's fucking hilarious if you haven't seen that. There's a cat, when a cat is mad, she makes this sound, but she literally says, Al Gore! It's great. You should uh, look that up. Waste your time with that, ladies and gentlemen. After you've wasted your time listening to my bullshit, get out there and watch that fucking cat. Anyway, the new phone. I am not getting that fucking thing. I'll tell you that much. Now, some of the podcast listeners who are people who know me personally are saying, are you kidding me? Johnny Fanboy, Apple Fanboy, Mark Joseph Bennett is not going to get the latest and greatest iPhone. No, I am not. I'm not going to get it. Even though it's the greatest iPhone we have ever made. Not getting it. Because it's a million dollars and it's a first generation. The next one will be... I don't... And you know what? Like, as much as I wanted the full screen, that little fucking rabbit ears cut out, that just looks atrocious. Just have a black bar across the top. Anyway, I'm just getting the iPhone 7. Yeah. iPhone... Here's the thing. I have bought a lot of Apple products in my day, but I'm frugal about it. All right? I had the iPhone 3GS. Okay? The iPhone 3GS. That's the one I had. Then I had... No, wait. Yeah, 3G. I had the 3G. The um, I had the iPhone 3G. Then I had the iPhone 5. And that's it. That's right. People who people think I buy every Apple product. No, sir, I do not. Apple, the iPhone 3G, then the iPhone 5. And I have, I just kept waiting. The 6 came out, 6S, 7. Now we're at the 8, 8 and the 10. So I'm getting the 7. That's it, because I can't see a good enough difference between the, the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 7 to justify the extra 150 bucks plus tax. And I'm certainly not getting that fucking... Do you know how much that costs in Canada? It costs like $1,400 before tax in Canada to get it. When it has the same specs as the iPhone 8, which are almost identical to the iPhone 7, except it has that rabbit ear screen. No, I'm not doing... You know, the only one I actually wanted was uh, Samsung. I wanted the Samsung um, S8 because that's a beautiful-looking phone. I'm a sucker for aesthetics, and that... And I have never wanted a Samsung product in my life. Not even remotely have I been tempted by a Samsung product. But when I saw that S8 and I saw all the cameras, because I like making the videos, guys. I like filming shit. It has a great camera and it looks beautiful. And I, that's the one I wanted. So when I, Apple introduced their iPhone X or iPhone 10, we don't say X. When they introduced that, I said, um, not good enough. It was, it's, it's super expensive, and it's not what I want. I don't even like the way it looks, which surprised me. I figured I'd at least like the way it looked. 
So I started going, fine, I'm getting that fucking Galaxy 8 or S8 or whatever it's called. And I looked that up. That's a fucking thousand dollars, too. Yeah, goddamn bunch of bastards. Like the thing is, the phones, they're so expensive now. I know I'm stating the blatantly obvious, but it's absurd. Because everybody, people talk about, oh, oh, you have the 6S. Well, it's really time to upgrade. I got the 5, guys. 5. Which then goes 5S. Then goes 6. Then goes 6S. And you're saying that the 6S, it's super, oh, super time to upgrade if you have the 6S. You really need to. So you're, they're talking about people... They need to buy a new phone every two years. Clearly, that's what that's what every media outlet will tell you and what the companies themselves will tell you. Just every two years, at least, definitely. More than two. So you you want to me to buy a well over a thousand dollar phone when tax and all that shit is factored in. And not even not even this fancy one. The iPhone 8 is uh $899 plus tax. So that's gonna be a thousand bucks. That's a fucking $1,000 phone is the one that they think is is their, is their lesser release. And you want me to buy that every two years? No! I'm not doing... Do you know what you can buy for $1,000? Like, I like film and gear and the lenses and the cameras and the lights and shit you can use for five or ten years or more. Like, cameras. You could have a DSLR camera that you bought in 19, well, let's say 2000. There are people who have cameras from the year 2000 who are still using them and are taking amazing photos with them. Just, I can't stand it. So, and, and as if the iPhone 7 is cheap, it's $769 plus tax in Canada. And that's without any insurance or any fucking, and that's the 32 gig version, which fills up if you fart on it. Literally, you download one app, you fart on your phone, and it's full. But I tell you, watching them on stage doing those goddamn emojis, like they I don't know if you if you've seen it. You probably you probably have a better life than me, and you don't waste your time watching this shit. But they had like chicken face emojis and aliens and and cows and shit. And so the new phone can scan your face, which sounds awfully not good. We'll all end up in some kind of fucking Turkish prison. And they scan in your face. And you're... Say, so, oh, it turns out you committed some kind of atrocity in Turkey. Get in prison. It's like, I, no, I didn't. I was just trying to make an emoji. I was trying to make my monkey emoji laugh. Now I'm in a Turkish prison. It's just, it seems so goddamn childish. You know, it made me go, oh, God. I recoiled. You know, and I think, I don't know. I really feel like an adult these days, I gotta tell you. So when I see shit like that and people, like, fucking jizzing their pants because they're at the Apple event. Oh, my God, they're in that's in the new phone. Oh, my God. I'm like, Guys, there's a fucking phone. Just calm the, calm down. Now, I get being excited about being able to create content. But everything now can create good content. Like the Apple phone, it can do 4K video, and it can do great slow motion. And that's great. For a filmmaker, these are great tools, and it can take very good photos. And that's great to document your life taking more photos. You know, that's, these are nice things, but 
phones have had those capabilities for like three years now. And so to get just super jazzed about it's got a new screen and then it's got the chicken face emoji. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are we, 13-year-old girls? For fuck's sake. So maybe just go, I'm going to buy the best value. So I looked at it. The iPhone 6S, the camera's not as good as the iPhone 7. And I that's primarily what I use the phone for besides, you know, the phone. I text I use without goddamn emojis. I've never used a fucking emoji, I got to tell you. And now I never will. And um, I use the phone, the text, and the camera. So the iPhone 7 is the best deal. Still going to be a shit ton of money that after two years I'll need to upgrade. And maybe I will if they make fixes to this new phone. But anyway... The Samsung phone, I got distracted. The reason I didn't get the Samsung phone is because, A, it's just as fucking expensive or more. It depends which one. It's it's less expensive than the iPhone X, but more expensive than the iPhone 8. So it's more expensive than that. And I'm they got me. These fucking Apple people, they, they got my ecosystem. I have the watch. I have computers. And I have an iPad. And my wife has the same shit. All Apple. So then we're just, I'm just going to throw a, a, a goddamn Android monkey wrench into this. How am I texting her? Can I do FaceTime with my dad when he's in Florida? No, I can't. And I'm sure there's a device. I'm sure there's all kinds of workarounds. But guys, I'm in the ecosystem. I don't got time to learn all the workarounds. My watch won't work properly. I won't get my steps in. And let me tell you something. You talk about steps. Oh, my God. Am I taking a lot of steps in a day? I'll get back to the Apple shit in a second. But I'm taking like 12,000, 13,000 steps a day on average. Running around with this little fucking demonic rug rat of a child of mine. Bringing them to the churches. Just going for power walks to all the religious facilities in my area. And... This is how you know you're old, is that I am not losing weight, really. I'm, I'm not gaining weight anymore. I've stopped that. But I'm not losing weight. If I had done this amount of activity when I was 30 years old, I'd be fucking ripped with 19 abs right now. I tell you, it's a shame it's a, it's a, there's a bit I'm working on. I don't want it to be cliche. You know, a lot of people do bits about how the youth is wasted on the young, but I do think that there is something to that. You know, they, it's just, it's just, you get better with age in terms of your personality. Well, to a point, you know, at some point you're a crazy old senile person you know, screaming that 12 month old babies need, need to go to courses to learn how to toughen up. At some point, of course, your your brain will start degrading. But for right right now, at at approaching forty, this is the best I've ever been. Personality wise, I'm set. I'm not a fucking. I, I'm not trying to figure out who I am. I'm not, you know, looking around going, oh, maybe if I got like a nose ring, maybe that would turn my life around. You know what I need is is a sleeve of tattoos. Not gonna happen. I am who I am. I've accepted it, and you move on. You know, I don't even look at women now 
Like I didn't. Well, I mean, I look at women as, as people, but as people, I don't look at them like they're some kind of hot thing. Oh, and that's another. My wife brought up. I was mentioning that the only moms who will talk to me in the daycare centers are the hot moms, and my wife's like, "You're almost forty. You can't call people hot." You know, she's probably right. So I will say the aesthetically aesthetically pleasing moms, the Galaxy S8 moms, the ones who look good. Those are the ones who talk to me. And the religious people, apparently. They're also, they were also very nice. They have a church barbecue on Sunday if anybody wants to go. I'm tempted. But, you know, I'm doing the vegetarian thing. And barbecues aren't usually great for vegetarians. Do you got any broccoli? Can you fire that on the grill? It's going to be good. But, yeah, it's just nature. Nature knows what it's doing. That's what I think. I mean, I'm no Charles Darwin, but I just feel like this is how nature intended it. When you're young, you have this awesome body that does everything. So you can fuck up all the time because you're a blithering idiot. And it's like, oh, I, I think I'll go drinking for three days and see what happens. And then like, day three, you're like, I don't feel so great. So I'll get back to the apple shit. I'll tell you what else just pissed me off is they came out, they're at the Steve Jobs Theater. They're at this fucking theater that they're going ape shit about. And in the new building that cost $600 trillion or whatever it is, so they can get a bunch of, you know, sheeple, get a bunch of uh, uh, just just apple, drinking the apple juice. You know, the fucking, uh, is it David Koresh? that the one who everybody drank the drank the purple Kool-Aid and they all died? It's the apple juice, I call it. <laughs> I bet I'm the only one that thought of that. They're drinking the apple juice. And uh, so, you know, they want people to go over to their facility like Google who tried to make their whole place a Shangri-La. You never have to leave. You can just stay here. Treating that like it's a good thing. The people It's so nice here. People don't want to go home. People should want to go home. You know, the old fucking Google. Remember uh, Vince Vaughn and, and fucking, uh, what's his name with the crooked nose? Oh, shit. Come on now, Benny. You know this. He was in Wedding Crashers. He's, he's got a famous brother. <laughs> Fuck, who's in the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, my God. It's going to come to me. I'm not even pausing this. I am going to ride this out. He was also in the Royal Tenenbaums, in fact. Oh, he's got blonde hair and a crooked nose. Apparently, he he broke his nose like four times because he used to be a boxer. So this I know about him, but I cannot place his name. He was in a movie with Jackie Chan. I know you guys are screaming at me right now as to who exactly this is. Luke Wilson. Oh, my God. Oh, I apologize. I should cut all that shit out, but I'm not going to. I actually paused it. I paused it. I didn't look it up. I just paused it, and I went through, like, every fucking movie he's ever done in my head. No. No, my God. I still got it wrong. It's not Luke Wilson. It's Owen Wilson. Oh, Jesus Christ. Luke is his brother. Oh, my God in heaven. Well, now, now at least you believe me that I didn't look it up. Owen fucking Wilson. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And this is not even really that va- that uh, integral of a point to the story. I was just going to say, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, they did a movie, which is I is only the the biggest commercial I have ever seen for anything, where they tried to get jobs as Google employees. Honest to fucking God. Anyway, the movie tanked. Critics hated it, and rightfully so. Don't get coming in here doing an hour-and-a-half-long fucking commercial for people to work at Google. One of the things that I hate the most about all of that shit is how casual they're trying to make it all seem. Hey, it's chill over here at Google. It's chill over here at fucking Apple, man. Even, we're just, we're all just wearing jeans and sweaters, man. Just jeans and sweaters. You know what, guys? Put on a fucking suit, all right? Here they're announcing their 10-year anniversary of the product that they're saying is the most revolutionary product in the world. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the known universe. It's the fucking iPhone. And it is. It was a big deal. So here's the 10-year anniversary. Steve Jobs is dead. They've named the theater after him. They're doing their first presentation here. They're saying this is the new phone that changes the world again. And he comes out in a pair of fucking jeans. And not just him. Every single one of them. They come out in a pair of jeans and a pair of sneakers. Put on a fucking pair of pants. Jesus Christ. Dress it up. Like, you don't have to wear a three-piece suit all the fucking time. But you're... You're just doing the, your, your presentation in front of the world. Just go get a nice suit. Get a tailor to cut the suit properly. You bunch of old fucking men. Christ almighty, y'all have gray hair. And you're standing up there with your mom jeans on looking like a pile of idiots. You know, my brother is an accountant, all right? And he used to work for a company... I don't remember their fucking name. I don't listen really closely when he talks. But my brother was the personal, he was the accountant of uh, Facebook and Google for the Canadian chapter. So he actually had to fly down to Silicon Valley and uh, meet with those guys. He met with Zuckerberg and he met with whoever the fuck's in charge of Google. I forget his name now. Whatever his name is. Larry something or other. And, um... And Facebook, my brother said, and you might, this, this might surprise you. Uh, my brother said Facebook was cool. And he said that Google was not cool. And you want to know why he said those things? Because of the dress code. So Google wrote him and said, you must wear jeans. And my brother is an adult man who um, represents companies like Google and Facebook for his accounting firm. So he just said to them, well, I normally wear suits at meetings. I wear suits to work. And um, can I wear my suit? I would like to. I don't want to bring a lot of clothes. And I have several meetings down there, not, not just with Google, but with other people. So, And they said, no, no, it is Google policy. You cannot enter the building unless you're wearing the jeans. And he thought they were kidding. And they were not. He had to go buy himself a pair of jeans so he could go meet with one of the most powerful companies in the world. 
Zuckerberg, on the other hand, so my brother, knowing that, he writes uh, Facebook, and he was like, hey, so is there a dress code? Or, and they were like, what? No, just wear whatever the fuck you want. And he was like, thank you. And uh, Zuckerberg, apparently, he worked. I probably brought this up on an earlier podcast. Who gives a shit? This is free. All right? Um, Zuckerberg, he worked in, like, a glass office in the middle of the in the compound. And he just, he works there, like, 12 hours a day. And anyone can watch him work at or, or knock on his door because he's always there working. He's not sitting there jerking off, you know, to his bank account while behind closed doors. He's down there. He's coding. That fucking nerd is coding. But he said Google was different, man. Google was different. It was, he said there was, it, was, it was so forced. And that's, that's how Apple felt to me now. They, it didn't feel forced before. When Jobs went out in his stupid turtleneck and his jeans and his sneakers, it didn't really feel that forced. It, it felt like him going, hey, go fuck yourself. Because that's who he was. He was a go fuck yourself type of guy. But this Tim Cook, he's not a go-fuck-yourself. He seems like a nice man. He seems much nicer than Steve Jobs, who was obviously an asshole. But Tim Cook seems a lot nicer. Go put on a suit, buddy. We know you want to. Go put on a suit. It'll make us all feel better. And maybe, maybe when you're wearing big boy pants, you won't think that having emojis making your facial reactions will be such a hilarious thing because adults, adults don't think that. You know? Speaking of adults, my God. It is hilarious having the kid. And, he, and who knows? He might be home a long time. We were going to send him. We were going to send him to Montessori at 18 months. We were going to do it. And my wife still thinks we are. But I have other plans. Uh, I read an article, granted, it was the one that my wife sent me. Uh, Actually, no, listen, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't read the article. All right, she gave me a synopsis. But I will read it. But I was just going to pass it off to you like I did read it. But I didn't. So what my wife said, she read this article. And uh, she sent it to me in the email. I didn't even check it. But I will. About the optimum age to send a kid to daycare. And so I say to her, is it three? And she goes, yeah, it's three. How'd you know that? It's like, cause that's just how it, that just feels right. Cause kids are blobs until they're about three. Even at two, they're walking around and stuff. They're still fucking morons, you know? And they're saying that anything under the age of three, it's a fair amount of stress for them because they don't really comprehend why you're leaving them. And that makes sense to me. Now, I'm sure it's not enough stress to fuck them up because everybody sends their kid to daycare probably a lot sooner than 18 months for the for most of the world. And, uh, you know, not everybody's an asshole. But, you know, may, the world is seemingly going downhill. Maybe that's why. Guys, maybe that's why. I doubt it. But here's the thing. If I have the option of keeping them home, and it will help him. If the optimum age is three to go to daycare, maybe I'll, maybe I'll send him to daycare at three. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to keep this up. I don't know if I'll be able to keep doing the comedy and the daddy daycare. Maybe I can't. But I might give it a shot. You know, I, why not make, my, make myself matter for something? 
You know, what, what have I been doing my whole life? Telling poo jokes? Screaming into a microphone in a fucking Toyota Prius? You know, if I raise a child and I can do a good job with that, which I doubt I can, but if I can, at least I will have contributed something to the world. I have raised a good person. It'll all be worth it then. People are like, hey, we thought Mark Bennett was nothing but a fuck-up. We thought he was just a, a, just a scourge on society. But no, sir. Turns out he raised a good person. And that person went on to do important things. Maybe not important things, but, you know, more than his dad. And I'm saying daycare at three, but I'm also thinking homeschooling. Hear me out. I know, I know that sounds crazy. And it is crazy. And I'm pretty sure most kids who are homeschooled are completely weird. I'm sure that that's the case. But I tell you what, it seems like more and more articles are come. Apparently, there's something else my wife told me about an article I was supposed to read that she gave me the synopsis for, is that uh, a lot of Ivy League schools look for children who are homeschooled. Yeah, because they're creative and problem solvers and shit. And a lot, and see, the curriculum you see, ladies and gentlemen, the curriculum in the schools is based on your average student. So they had to slow it down for a lot of kids. There's lots of kids who could learn a lot more in, in a shorter period of time, but everybody has to go at the pace of, you know, the average to slow kids. So if your kid's a little bit bright, and even, even if they're not super bright, but it's just the fact that you're giving them one-on-one attention, you know, they... They can learn the curriculum, the same year's curriculum, in a much shorter period of time. So they have a lot more free time for imaginative play and a lot more free time to, to become creative and, and to, to pursue other interests because they're not just killing the days in school. And I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. Homeschooling the kid, maybe, huh? Unless we can get that finished school system, which is all play-based. Maybe I'll do that. Well, maybe I'll just homeschool this little bastard. Maybe I'll I'll do this until he's 25 years old. Finally, when he's 25 years old, I'll get my life back. But until then, just 24-7 daddy daycare. I don't know. Maybe I will. But I'll tell you one thing. In Mark Bennett's homeschooling school, we will not be wearing jeans. The dress code is a suit. A nice Hugo Boss, minimum Hugo Boss, tailored suit. Armani, acceptable. We dress for success in the Mark Bennett homeschool school. Maybe I'll even take on other kids. Who fucking knows how big this is going to get? You know, I'll become a world-famous teacher. I'll revolutionize the teaching world. Everyone will homeschool after I homeschool. It'll be the most revolutionary teaching system that we have ever seen. I think I slipped into Dr. Phil there. <laughs> I, think, I think I've morphed Tim Cook and Al Gore and Dr. Phil together. So that's it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It's Friday evening here when I'm recording this. Time to go upstairs and have a beer. Maybe I'll watch a movie. With Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know why I'm in the mood to see old Leo's face, but I am. I'll talk to you again soon. Check in with you. Have a good weekend.
Or if you're listening to this on Monday, have a good fucking week. We'll talk to you again. See you later. I said shut up. Good night.